Welcome to Crump Insights, exploring timely life insurance and retirement planning topics for today's forward-thinking financial professionals. A timely topic in this download, state-mandated long-term care insurance. I'm Brian Bushlack, your host for this series and an active life and health insurance producer. Joining us, Rick Stewart, Director of Sales, LTC Solutions Center at Crump Life Insurance Services. Rick, thanks for joining us. Why are states starting to look at mandating these publicly funded long-term care programs? It's a great question, Brian, and thanks for having me again today. Yeah, long-term care expenses are really the number one use of Medicaid budgets, which are stretching state budgets really thin. 70% of people turning age 65 today are going to need some type of long-term care services in their lifetimes. And costs are expected to grow at a rate much greater than normal inflation. It's really hoped that these state-mandated long-term care benefits are going to help ease Medicaid budgets. Really, they want to provide more affordable long-term care protection for the middle class, which is going to include home health care and really help individuals try to delay or avoid using Medicaid for their long-term care benefits. Okay, now, having lived and worked in Washington State, we've seen this coming for quite some time here. Is Washington the first state so far to do this? Yes, Brian. Washington is the first state to implement a state-mandated long-term care fund or or tax, if you will, and we don't think they'll be the last. The Long-Term Care Services and Support Trust Act was signed into law back in 2019, but it really went into effect this past July 1st. That's when all W-2 employees and self-employed individuals in the state of Washington have had to start paying a 0.58% income tax on all earned income to fund the Washington CARES Fund. Now, after paying into the program and meeting the care need and contribution requirements, individuals will be able to receive benefits from this program starting in July of 2026. Yeah, it was uh, quite a shock for many people in Washington State. Obviously, COVID set this back a couple years. Now it's underway. So let's break this down a bit here. Does this cover all earned income then? I mean, is this from, you know, dollar number one? That is correct. It's dollar number one. It's 0.58% income tax on all earned income without a cap. So high net worth individuals are paying 0.58% on all earned income if they're paying into the program. Once the individual has paid into the program for at least 10 years, they're eligible for full benefits. And Brian, if you pay into the program for at least three years, you might be eligible for partial benefits. So like some individuals who are near retirement who aren't going to work for 10 years may have access to early benefits as well. All the information on benefit eligibility is listed on on the website, wacaresfund.wa.gov. There's lots of different parameters and information available there. But most importantly, the Washington Cares Fund does pay a benefit up to $36,500 per individual. And that fund will be available to help individuals pay for long-term care services and expenses. The benefit will provide even for family caregivers to provide care to you. The $36,500 benefit amount will adjust for inflation every year. 
And in order to receive benefits, you must need assistance with three out of the 10 activities of daily living listed on the state website to qualify for benefits. Okay. You mentioned this. I want to you know, unpack it a little bit because there is a waiting period here. So if you are in need of, you know, this long-term care via the state right now, you still have to wait, right? Yes, there is a waiting period to receive benefits and benefits will not be eligible until at least July of 2026. Because there's a requirement, you must pay into the the CARES fund for at least three years. Okay. Thanks for uh, clarifying that. Now, is private long-term care insurance better? I mean, I don't want to assume anything, but I would guess it is, right? Yes, private long-term care insurance is better, but there are some advantages to the CARES fund as well. I mean, individual long-term care insurance, which is filed under 7702B, requires two out of the six activities of daily living or severe cognitive impairment to be eligible for benefits. Obviously, that's better than than three out of 10 ADLs like the CARES Fund. Also, there's no 10-year waiting period or three-year waiting period for private long-term care insurance. Once you have a policy, you're eligible immediately for benefits if you qualify. So that's obviously an advantage. Private insurance may also be tax deductible if you qualify, and you can use HSA dollars to qualify for to fund a private long-term care insurance policy. Now, one of the downsides to private insurance is, you know, it does have underwriting. So not everyone is eligible to qualify for a private long-term care insurance policy. Also, depending on your age, private insurance might be more expensive. So it's definitely worth talking to a professional to see if private long-term care insurance is right for you. Yeah, good point. And I know advisors across the country and the other 49 states, you know, we're talking about Washington state here, but everybody's thinking exactly what I'm thinking is only a matter of time until other states adopt this. We'll talk more about that in a minute, but you come into this with a long-term care insurance policy, you can opt out, right? If you already had long-term care, you can opt out of this, right? Yeah, Brian, that's right. In the state of Washington, what they did is if you owned a private long-term care insurance policy when the act was passed, there's a provision that if you owned a private long-term care insurance policy before November 1st of 2021, you could apply for an exemption from that Washington tax. It had to be a true long-term care product, not a chronic illness rider. So it could have been traditional long-term care insurance, life insurance with a long-term care rider, or even an annuity with a long-term care rider. Anyway, the news went public well before November of 2021 that you could you could buy a policy and opt out of, of the tax, and everybody and their brother ran out to try to buy long-term care insurance. It created a fire sale situation, and so many policies were being sold that the carriers had to pull out of the state of Washington simply because they could not process that business. Over 400,000 people were able to get coverage and apply for that exemption from the state of Washington. The concern with that is those individuals, yes, they got private insurance, but now they're not paying into the fund. So the state's not getting the revenue that they expected to get from the program. Yeah, that's an interesting twist here. And you look at what could potentially happen now in other states ahead of this. So Uh, What's the outlook here? I know, again, advisors are seeing this and thinking, well, it would be a, you know, a very opportune time to get out and, 
you know, place long-term care with your clients. What's the outlook here? So going forward, as states are looking at these programs, states are going to try to avoid a fire sale situation like we saw in Washington. They would prefer to have the revenue, obviously, right? Other states currently looking at these types of mandated funds are considering an opt-out if you own private insurance, but you're not going to get that fire sale situation. States are starting to use language such as you must own insurance as of a certain date on or before the program effective date. So they're not going to make it public or give you that window to go out and obtain coverage. Once they sign the bill, you're either going to own insurance at that time or you're not. Some things like the state of California is looking to do is even once they pass the bill, if you obtain private long-term care insurance, you might be able to opt out of part of the tax. So there might be an opportunity once these bills are created to opt out of part of the tax to generate more private insurance sales. Washington didn't do that, but other states may consider those types of programs as well. Yeah, you mentioned California. Any other states lining up to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Once one state finds a a revenue stream, other states are certainly going to follow. There's really about 30% of the states are now showing some level of interest in pursuing a long-term care program, such as what Washington did. And California is really the leader right now, or the furthest along, if you will. California created a task force, which is recommending five different long-term care options. And they went out to a private consulting firm, and Oliver Wyman is currently pricing out those five different solutions. It's expected that January 1st of next year, they're going to report back, and California is going to make a decision on which program they want to implement if they decide to implement a program. Now, there's some other states that are looking at at doing a program as well. New York and Pennsylvania have both proposed bills. Last year, Pennsylvania proposed it again this year. Nothing has passed, but we'll continue to watch those states. They both looked at at programs very similar to what the state of Washington was looking to do with a 0.58% income tax. Now, some other states are doing something different. Illinois is looking at Health Care for All Act, and New Hampshire is looking to establish an, an interstate compact for universal health care. These are interesting because both programs would include long-term care coverage. We don't know what the coverage is going to be. What's concerning is that these programs would prohibit the sale of private long-term care insurance if passed. So residents would be relying on the states to provide and fund their long-term care. Connecticut has introduced a bill. They're looking at bill um, SB903, which would require the Department of Insurance to to study how residents may need care and determine if a state-mandated program is appropriate. Massachusetts introduces a bill and is considering it as well. And finally, Minnesota. There are others as well that are in some early stages of doing research, but we expect states to continue to look at doing something similar to what Washington did. Okay, I was not aware that some states are proposing eliminating private long-term care. That's kind of scary when you think about it. And a technical question here on the side would be, in terms of administering these programs, we are now looking to the states uh, to act as the insurer. Are they administrating these plans or are they contracting with a carrier? What does that look like? The states would be funding the level of care, correct, depending on the level of care. These programs would be looking at home health care, 
assisted living facilities and nursing home care, depending on the level of care that you need. If you own private insurance already, you would still be able to use that. Unfortunately, once these bills are passed, if they went into effect, if you did want to look at private insurance, you would have to go out of state or reside in another state to obtain coverage. Well, it's going to be an interesting couple of years here as uh, states rule this out, particularly those that are going to ban uh, private long-term care insurance. I don't know that that's a, a good thing, but we'll probably have you back here in the next year or two to follow up on this. What's your advice for financial professionals out there who are working in the states you just mentioned in terms of you know what they should be doing with their clients right now? I would guess, you know, obviously contacting them and and, uh, formulate a game plan, right? That's the million-dollar question, right, Brian? How do you give advice to your clients when you don't know what your state is really going to do yet? Yep. So first, I would say learn what is going on in your state and follow these bills online. You can set up Google Alerts and follow what your state is doing and how far along they are progressing with these bills. Second, I would educate your clients on the importance of long-term care planning and the costs associated with long-term care services in your area. Keep them informed of what's going on. And the states are doing this because this is a financial crisis in the United States and something that needs to be addressed. Third, help determine if private insurance is right for them. You know, your client should make these decisions now before the states make the decisions for them. I would recommend long-term care insurance when it makes sense in their overall financial plan. I would never recommend private long-term care insurance solely to just opt out of a tax. Every client has individual situations, review their financial position, their retirement plan, and if private insurance makes sense, take a look at that and make that recommendation. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's fiduciary responsibility to a client to you know, do what's in their best interest. And I appreciate what you said about, you know, buying something to avoid the tax because you'd rather have the money than avoid the tax, right? Especially if you don't need it. And it'll be interesting to see moving forward how this plays out. I mean, to your point, we just don't know, but you have to inform your clients. You have to get in front of this because, you know, it may catch a lot of them by surprise, right? Absolutely. And that's what we saw in Washington. Many individuals were not aware until it was too late that this was being you know, presented to them. And with planning ahead of time, they could have potentially gotten a better private solution in the market. And now they're paying a 0.58% income tax. And you have to consider how much long-term care benefit is $36,500 really going to provide to an individual. You know, for many individuals, a private insurance policy would have been better in those situations. So now may be the time to act. Great points. Moving forward, too, from what we've seen in, you know, past performance when government gets involved in this type of uh, personal choice, right? Ten years out, hopefully there's enough money in these funds to, you know, cover what's needed because they could very easily legislate uh, changes in these plans in the future, and you may not get the benefit you're hoping for, right? You're absolutely right, Brian. These programs do need to remain solvent. And although, for example, in the state of Washington, they're starting with a 0.58% income tax, there's no guarantee that they're going to be collecting enough revenue 
for that program to be self-sustaining. So if they need to increase that tax in the future to remain solvent, the program is allowed to do that. So that 0.58% could become three quarters of a percent or 1% down the road. You just don't know. Yeah. Well, the good news is this puts long-term care in the spotlight and the need for it and the opportunity to reach out to your clients. The bad news here is that moving forward in some states, the states could control this and there could be no options. So as you said, a terrific time right now uh, with summer wrapping up to get back in front of your clients this fall, wherever you may be in the other 49 states, right? And reach out to them. A great opportunity to talk to your clients. I couldn't agree more. The one thing, the best thing that is happening from these state mandating programs is it's challenging advisors to have sometimes a a difficult conversation to have with their clients. And that's addressing the need of long-term care insurance and long-term care planning. Well, Rick, we appreciate the update. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. And it's always a pleasure to be here. Crump Life Insurance Services, a leading third-party distributor and service provider of insurance and retirement products, is part of Truist Insurance Holdings Incorporated, the seventh largest insurance broker in the world. Crump supports the distribution of life insurance, annuities, long-term care, linked benefits, disability, and health products with the industry's premier sales and back office support and technology services. Marketing under the following brands, Crump, Truest Life Insurance Services, Risk Rider, TELUS, and Time. Source, Business Insurance Magazine, using 2019 brokerage revenue generated, 2020 issue. For financial professional use only, not intended for use in solicitation of sales to the public. Not intended to recommend the use of any product or strategy for any particular client or class of clients. For use with non-registered products only. Crump operates under the license of Crump Life Insurance Services, LLC. Arkansas License 10010-3477. Products and programs offered through Crump are not approved for use in all states. Copyright 2023. Crump Life Insurance Services, LLC.